Welcome to the Shepherd's Crick Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our king, Jesus. And welcome back to the show. Hope you guys are having a great day today. We're going to be talking about ruthlessly eliminating complaining or grumbling from your life. Years ago, Dallas Willard, not that I'm a huge Dallas Willard fan or anything, he said ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. So we're just exchanging that and making a twist on that and talking about complaining. Really, this comes from something I preached a couple weeks ago from the book of Luke, just considering the the pharisaical way, which is complaining and grumbling and connecting that with Israel, and then down into your life and home today. We could also talk about this in in a way of, of how to build or discipline or train up complaining children because they pick up on your complaining and then apply that in their life. So if we eliminate complaining from our life and our existence in our homes, then what they're going to pick up on is uh, suppressing complaining. And that's that's the hope anyways. So that's what we're going to talk about. A couple reminders before we get going and before we pray. Sons and Slaves podcast, check it out if you haven't yet. It's me and my sons talking about raising sons into men and that whole process. Please check that out. And the membership, if you don't know what the membership is at this point, I mean, listen to a few more episodes and you'll hear about that and reach out to me if you want to be a part of that. And then lastly, I'm going to start live streaming these on YouTube, just giving it a shot. I was going to do that with this episode, but... I clicked on the live stream and it said I had to wait 24 hours. And so in the future on early Monday morning or Tuesday mornings when I record these weekly, I'll just hit the live button. And if you do follow, then I think you get an alert is how it goes. If you hit the bell, I think you'll get an alert. If you've not yet signed up to the YouTube page, then you want to go ahead and subscribe. That will be in the, the link on that will be in the show notes and you can check that out. And I think that's it. Let's go ahead and pray and ask for the Lord's help. And then let's get into it. Father, we just thank you for this time. Ask for blessing upon the next few minutes. Help this to be encouraging into our lives personally, and then help the effects be down into our lives, into our homes, and the people around us, and into our churches. And we trust that you're going to help help us to have righteous anger, but know the difference between righteous anger and complaining. So righteous anger towards positive motivation uh, to do something, and and not just complain, whine, and do nothing. So help us to be. Uh, to be right in our frustrations and not wrong. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, we are going up as an elder team, elders and wives, to St. Louis, and we're going to be actually live streaming the G3 conference. Now, we went to the G3 conference a few years ago, didn't like Atlanta, and so decided to just do a retreat and then watch it online. I have been really just extremely frustrated over this last summer and into the earlier part of this year watching some of the complaining behaviors from the G3 guys. And I've learned so much for them. Everybody caveats that when they talk about the G3 guys or anybody that they're about to critique or even they're thinking about. And some of this grumbling and complaining idea has me thinking about them because there's been so much complaining and, and, and lack of actual dialogue and conversations between the two and, and between the G3 guys and Christian nationalist guys. And there's just been one-way conversations. It's just not a good behavior to model for people. People pick up on that and think, well, that's just a normal way to behave. Now, when it comes to any kind of behaviors, we are discipling people, not just with our words, but with our actions. Our actions show people, here's how you live as a mature man. Here's how you live, for ladies listening in, here's how you live as a mature woman. 
So it's not just our words, but it's our actions that are picked up on and then replicated down the line. Why is it that so many people say, oh my goodness, I do what my dad did or I do what my mom did? It's because there are things that we pick up that's just a natural way of existence. And we all know this, right? So it's not just our words, but it's our actions that need to line up with our words. We want to be hearers of the word and doers of the word. And in the same way, when we are giving instruction, we want to live that out, that instruction that we're giving out. We want we don't want to be the kind of people that say, do what I do, do what I say, not do what I do. We want to say, do what I say and do what I do. It's demonstrated by living obediently by the commands that we're telling other people to live by. So we're not being hypocritical or moder- modeling hypocrisy. A few weeks ago, I talked about righteous anger, and I want to uh, delineate a difference between righteous anger and complaining or grumbling because complaining and grumbling is such an easy reaction and sometimes righteous anger starts with just recognitions just baseline recognitions of what's going on around us and being frustrated and we have this option before us to be righteously motivated so angry about the right things and then motivated to action or be a, a, a complainy grumbling person and the person that's a perpetual complainer really ends up annoying people because they can maybe put their finger on a few issues and problems but in time and over time what they end up becoming is just this angry frustrated person who can recognize everything that's wrong in the world but does little to nothing about it and they just are recognized by being a critical spirit and being a, a, just an angry old person that you can easily get there if you don't get this kind of stuff in check but you also become the kind of person you become the kind of person that's raining complaining children all the while telling them to not complain because they're picking up on what you're doing and so i want to help us navigate some of these things and, and part of this comes directly from a passage i preached a couple weeks ago in luke chapter 5 and it's just classic pharisaical behavior. Now, I did make an effort to say in my sermon that Christians cannot be Pharisees. Pharisees use the Bible to re- reject Jesus. All Christians have embraced Jesus and have not used the Bible to reject Jesus. But what I said was Christians can be Pharisaical. We cannot be Pharisees, which is an important distinction to make. My generation grew up talking about how any legalistic Christian or anybody with different convictions than I am than, than I have or anybody that would question our you know, missiology, well, they're just being Pharisees. And that, by definition, is slander against brothers and sisters. That That's just not faithful. However, Christians can be Pharisaical. And I want to just show that by looking at chapter 5, verse 30 in the book of Luke. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? They grumbled. Grumbling, complaining, these are kind of synonyms. This is also the behavior of Israel that's on display time and time again as they're wandering in the desert. It's the behavior throughout all of Egypt, or excuse me, not, not Egypt, but it's the behavior throughout all of the judges with Israel, where they would regularly be celebratory about God raising up a deliverer, a judge, to save them, and then they would fall back into their complaining behavior. And this is a, a simple reaction to things that we don't like or, or, or discomfort that we might experience, is this impulse to just complain about it. But it's hot outside, or it's too cold outside. Or I don't like this food, or I don't like that sermon, or I don't like that theology, or I don't like this politician, or I don't like what's this policy that's being handed down. There's a natural gut reaction that's so simple, that's so bottom shelf to the human exist to, to human existence, to the existence of mankind. It's just this reaction to complain and to grumble. It's so easy. Just think about it in your life. Is it not easy to grumble about? anything and everything throughout the day. If you just made a list of things I grumble about throughout the day, this is something I've been personally convicted convicted about from physical pain to what the weather, it's raining, I wish it would stop raining outside, to what you have to do for your work, to the food that you're going to eat or the, the service that you received at a restaurant, 
whatever it may be in your life, if you just, just jotted down every single time that you complained, in the same way that you get to the end of the month and you recognize how much money that you may have spent on coffee or whatever it may be at the end of the month and you realize, oh my goodness, I have, I have no idea. I had no idea whatsoever how much money I'd been spending on X, whatever it may be. And you're shocked by it. So you, you make some changes. I think in the same way that we'd be shocked by the money that we spend on particular things, we would be shocked at how much we complain in our life. Complaining and grumbling about whatever it may be. This is not the way of godliness. It's not the way to raise up children. It's not the way to disciple people around you. And yet it's so easy and sometimes it's rewarded because complaining begets complaining. One person complains and grumbles and then other people in Israel, yeah, it was, it was better in Egypt. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, you know, God is not going to take care of us out here. Uh, we should definitely go back to Egypt. Uh, Moses, yeah, that Moses, and they start complaining about Moses. They start complaining about Aaron. They start complaining about never getting to the promised land and the food that they're eating complaining. The Pharisees, grumbling leads to grumbling, leads to more grumbling. It's the same thing with lying. There's a snowball effect. Lying leads to lying leads to lying. Same thing with this concept of grumbling. Now, grumbling, generally speaking, just stops at grumbling and it perpetuates itself. It doesn't, generally speaking, move to motivation. It becomes this rut that we stay in, this rut that we get in, and it's different than righteous anger. Righteous anger leads to not just being angry, that, that the money changers are doing nefarious things with money and with idols and uh, with sacrifices in the temple. Righteous anger leads to overturning the tables in the temple. Righteous anger leads to, in your life, repentance. Righteous anger leads to a change in behavior, a change in action. It, 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 you stop. And what would be good today is to be righteously angry over your complaining. Right? Um, here's the thing in your home. And this is where we get to the part of how to raise complaining children, how to raise Pharisaical-like children or Israel-like children in the wilderness. How to do that. Okay, complain about everything in your life. If you'll just complain, you'll raise complainers. Your children cannot differentiate between, often, they can't differentiate between just frustrating conversations you're having or even righteous indignation that may be on, play, on display, they'll, they're going to have a hard time differentiating when you're talking about or complaining about politics. It isn't this easy to do. Complaining about the way the world is. What you're modeling for them is if things aren't going the way you want them to go in their life, it's not politics or that they're frustrated about. It's not Joe Biden. It's not the left. It's not the right. It's not the Republicans. It's not the Democrats, and which are all just a, a train wreck. Okay, It's not... They, they get, okay, then if dad can complain about things that he doesn't like, I can complain about things I don't like. What about theology? What about G3? Just to bring it down to this, uh, to talk in a conversation about your wife. Be careful what you talk about in front of your children. There's a time and place to express frustrations, to have a conversation with your wife about, I cannot believe that they're behaving like this. This is not okay. And you just complain about, about behaviors. Well, when other people are acting in an inappropriate way or doing things, the the impulse or the response your children are picking up, okay, this is just this complaining. B before we know it, we're catechizing our children practically on how to complain. We are raising complaining children because we're having these conversations in front of them about how things are going or not going the way we wish they would go or wish they wouldn't go. And this is what we end up doing. And what ends up happening, instead of being able to handle the situation or to be able to think through things that we don't like in a quiet manner, listen, process, and then talk or speak to those that need to be spoken to, 
we end up just complaining about it. And it was just this verbal vomit that ends up coming out. What about this? Training our children in not complaining about pain. Now, there's if somebody if a child gets hurt, clearly they should be able to come to their parents and say, hey, I'm hurt. But if they then go on to tell all their friends how they got hurt and they tell all their family, their extended family, how they got hurt, what we end up doing is perpetu- perpetuating this, this I, I get to complain about pain. I get to complain about whatever it may be. This is something I've been personally challenged with. So I get uh, some headaches and migraines every once in a while. And it's easy for me during that day to, to think about it and to talk about it. And, uh, and I, I want to ruthlessly eliminate talking about pain. Like, I just don't even want to do it, even though I just mentioned it on here. But to my children, I, I don't want to, if I, if I get hurt, if I experience physical pain, deal with it. You don't need to tell everybody about it, kind of thing. That's what we're modeling for our children. Hey, you can you can control, you can push that down, and there are certain things in life that you just need, you don't need to tell anybody about. You just don't need to talk about. You need to be able to suppress that, to deal with that, to live with that, and do the right thing, even if it's even if it hurts physically. Now, you got to know when the line a uh, physical pain crosses the line of danger. But if we're talking about bumps, bruises, whatever it may be, cuts, you get band aid, whatever, we just don't, the world doesn't need to know about it. Just do what's needed. Do what needs to be done. Don't complain about it. So personally, I've been thinking about this. What does it look like to ruthlessly eliminate complaining from my life? Because I don't want to just tell my children, "Hey, can you stop complaining about the food?" I also want to model. And I want to be the kind of man that doesn't complain about anything. I know some men like this in my life. They don't complain about anything. They just, they receive it, they, whatever whatever God brings their way, uh, they receive it with joy, or they recognize, okay, there's going to be something good that comes from this, and I'm going to receive the good and the bad, and God gives, and God takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord, and they don't complain, they just do the next thing, and they do that next thing with joy. That ends up catechizing our children in being the kind of person that can, instead of complaining, that can just do the next thing, do the right thing. And if we want to raise complaining children, we'll just complain all the time. Complain about it. And if you need an exercise to, to learn if you are complaining, every time you complain about something, just put just bring out your notepad and write it down. Oh, I complained about this. I complained about that. I complained about that. And at the end of the day, look at the record. Look at the account and say, my goodness, I think you'll, you'll be shocked at how much we've complained during the day. Ruthlessly eliminate complaining from your life about whatever it may be. And instead, replace that with righteous anger, which leads to positive motivation. It leads to repentance. It leads to change. It leads to action. Complaining stays complaining. It stays, it stays wandering in the wilderness. You just stay in this perpetual cycle of complaining. And it is the path to raise complaining children and end up being this crotchety old person that nobody wants to be around because all you do is complain. Don't be that kind of man. Don't be that kind of, uh, kind of woman. And if your child listening in, don't be that kind of child. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope this has been helpful. And all the all the things I always say, leave a rating, a review, all that kind of stuff. Share this if it's been helpful. I've intentionally walked away from social media platforms. I'm not out there. I'm not uh, on a lot of platforms. And so if you are listening to this and you are on some of those platforms and it's been helpful, then consider sharing that and getting the word out. That would be much appreciated. Thanks so much for continuing to come back. I really appreciate you guys. And until next time, uh, honor the Lord. Obey, the Lord uh, obey Him and stop complaining. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.